the, the thing about following what feels true to you, doing what feels true to you, is that it's not so much that it must always work out, because sometimes it doesn't work out, right? Sometimes there are consequences that are not so great. But the thing is, you sleep well at night. That Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Hello! And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. I appreciate you joining me today, and I hope you had a wonderful weekend and are ready to kick off this week's talks with a brand new featured speaker who is an award-winning novelist and women's activist. And in today's talk, she's here to share her very, very inspiring story of how she quit medical school and moved away from home to pursue her dream. Here's Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Enjoy. I um, have been writing since I was old enough to spell. And writing is what I think of as my vocation. It is what I, I, I was born to do. I think of it as a gift that I was given. And I also think of it as a choice that I made to, to do something with that gift. But I grew up in a world where writing was not really considered aspirational. What was considered aspirational was to be a doctor, to be a lawyer. So I grew up in a, in a university campus, um, the University of Nigeria in Nsoka. My family was very close-knit. My childhood was happy. But I was expected to become a doctor because when you do well in school, you're expected to become a doctor. Um, and I am the fifth of six children. And all the other children of my parents were very sensible and did the right thing. And... <laughs> and my big sister, Rosemary, who is here with me today, became a doctor. She's sitting over there. <laughs> um, and it was useful that she became a doctor because, well, I don't want to, um, so I'm, I want to tell the story um, chronologically. So I did well in school and I was supposed to be a doctor, but I, I knew deep inside that what I really wanted to do was to tell stories. I wanted to write. Um, and I was a great, great reader. And so I would read books and I would write little chat books for my mother and I wrote poetry and I wrote plays and I just wanted to write. But I, I also realized I had to be sensible and think about me earning a living. And so I decided to go ahead and become a doctor. And my, and, and my, plan, my plan was to become a psychiatrist and then to use my patient stories for my fiction. So, so that was the plan. And, and, and I say this with great respect for all therapists in the world because they save lives. But I had planned to just use mine as a springboard for writing. But, <laughs> and so I went to medical school in Nigeria for one year. 
And I remember sitting in one of the biology classes in which we were dissecting frogs, and I suddenly thought, I don't want to do this. Because I was writing poetry at the back of my notebooks, and I didn't care about the frogs that were being dissected. Actually, I was quite grossed out by them. And so I decided that I was going to leave. And, and at the time, really, leaving meant leaving Nigeria because I had been in what is called the science track, where they, when, you, when you do well, well in secondary school, they put you in a track where you, you're sort of in the class that takes chemistry and biology and physics. Because one of the sad things about the education system is that the arts are devalued. And so it's considered something that people who don't do well in school do the arts, which is such a terrible way of thinking about education. But anyway, and so I decided to leave and, and leaving meant leaving Nigeria. And I was very fortunate that my sister Rosemary, who sensibly had become a physician, was now living in the US and working as a physician. And so I had somebody who would actually let me stay in her house and give me food. And so... I then took the exams. I was fortunate to get a scholarship to go to a college in the U.S. And so I came to the U.S. And so really, I came to the U.S. because I was fleeing the study of medicine. <laughs> and, and I came to the U.S. and I was so happy to get the chance to, to take classes in literature and music and art history and then to continue to write. And I'm also really grateful to my sister, Rosemary, because um, she kindly uh, supported me. And really, if she hadn't been here, I don't know if, I'd been, if I had been able to, um, if I'd been able to, if I, if I would have been able to leave Nigeria and come here. And I remember when I made that choice, being told by relatives that it didn't make sense to leave the study of medicine, and to get into medicine was very difficult, very competitive, and I had gotten in, and nobody just leaves, and people particularly don't leave because they don't think it's right for them. People leave when they don't do well in the exams. But I also remember thinking, I want to try. I want to try. And if, if there is a moral to this story, it's that one of the things I've learned since then is that it's always worth it to try because you just never know. And fortunately, it turned out well. I graduated from college in the US. I had my first novel published um, shortly after I graduated. I actually wrote my first novel when I was an undergraduate, um, which was a terrible novel that nobody wanted to publish. But it was also a learning experience for me because having been rejected so many times by publishers and agents, I realized that that novel was false, that I, I had not written something that came truly from my heart. I had written the novel I thought that people wanted to read. At the time, this was maybe 2001, um, 2000, I had been doing a lot of reading of contemporary literature and I noticed that many of the books that were sort of doing well, sort of the immigrant story where the immigrant comes to the U.S. and everything is wonderful and the immigrant loves everything about America because, you know, one thing about Americans is that they love to be loved. And, and, so, and so in these books, the immigrants were so grateful and they loved America and, and things were wonderful. And so I wrote that version and instead of sort of the Chinese or the Indian, or I just inserted the Nigerian characters, but it was false. It wasn't true. And I'm so grateful that it was rejected many times. And so after so many rejections, I was, I was sad and bereft, but I put that aside and I started writing the novel that felt true to me. I started writing a novel that was set mostly in Nigeria, that was a coming of age story that was about religion and, and politics and, and love. And it felt true to me. 
And I had a difficult time getting it published because many publishers in the US at the time didn't quite know what to do with somebody who had come from a country in Africa So somebody who was black but was not African-American and was writing about a country that people really didn't know about in Nigeria. I remember a publisher saying to me, I really like your writing, but nobody knows where Nigeria is. And another very kind publisher, um, agent actually, said to me, I don't know how to sell you because you're not like anybody else. Now, if you were Indian, I would say that you're the next Arundhati Roy, but you're not Indian. And so when I got that note, I started to think, how can I make myself Indian? (laughs) I was so eager to be published. I was willing to do anything. (laughs) Like, make me Indian. But but finally, I was fortunate to get um, an agent who said to me, and I will never forget those words, she said to me, I am willing to take a chance on you. And from there, it went. She, and my, she sold my novel to a publisher in two weeks. Um, and shortly after the novel was published, I, I got the news that it was on the um, independent bookseller's bestseller list, which I hadn't expected at all. I was so grateful to be published that that was enough. I remember thinking, five people are going to buy this novel. Four of them will be related to me. <laughs> And, and that's fine. I'm grateful. And so, and so there was a sense in which I was just so happy because my standards weren't very high to start off with. But, but so, so much has happened since then. And I felt very fortunate um, and felt very grateful. So much has happened that has led to things like me standing here in front of all of you lovely people and speaking. But for me, what's instructive is that I, I did what felt true to me. And... And so one of the things I want to say, if there's anybody here who's thinking, I'm not sure, it doesn't hurt to try. And I often say to myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Right? The, the thing about following what feels true to you, doing what feels true to you, is that it's not so much that it must always work out, because sometimes it doesn't work out. Right? Sometimes there are consequences that are not so great. But the thing is, you sleep well at night, and you know that you did what fell true to you. And I really think that that's very important. Big thanks to Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, Chimamanda.com. Her Instagram is Chimamanda underscore Adichie. And her YouTube is her entire full name, as I've mentioned. And her most notable book, which is named one of the New York Times top 10 books of all time. And that book is entitled Americana, a novel. And... I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, Be the Change. And I'll have links to all the ways to connect with her and her work, along with a link to today's entire talk. They will all be in the show description below, so you can go and check that out. All right, that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I will see you back here tomorrow. So, until then, stay strong. Later. (laughs) 